Hello and welcome to the Mistcast Table and today we are doing another episode of the podcast and I have uh, my friends with me and first we have the man from the farthest part of Sweden, Martin, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. And uh, we have the biggest mustache in the room, Jonas, what's <laughs> happening? Uh, quite well, uh, recovering from a cold but back to the painting, back to the uh, hobby. And lastly, he who has no mustache... Mons. <laughs> the smallest mustache the smallest in the mustache. room. Uh, but you're, you're gonna beat Jonas soon if you keep going, yeah. maybe. I, I'm I, pushing I, it. Yeah. Pushing. I had to shave mine because my mother-in-law is, is coming. But um, otherwise, things are great with me, even though I'm mustacheless. <laughs> this is very sad. <laughs> in, the <cold>. yeah, <laughs> in the cold. It was 25 degrees uh, below zero today. Very yeah. cold. I walked a bit and it was chilly. Yeah, very cool. Very <laughs> uh, so, uh, have uh, anyone been doing any painting lastly? Yeah, you? I, I have. I've been painting my white lions. White lions, yeah. really? So, yeah, I'm getting ready for for uh, the tournament. Uh, so I have 15 white lions on the painting table right now, and uh, they are great to paint. As far as like uh, hives go, <laughs> it's like the best. <laughs> I also I, I have uh, the feeling that elves in general is the worse to paint because they're yeah. so they need to be neat clean yeah. it's so much pressure paint painting yeah. else the white lines have the fur all over the, the yeah. back boots with yeah. the fur and, so, <laughs> with the fur. So, uh, and so the apple bottom the, jeans yeah apple bottom <laughs> jeans as well and you just put, paint them in brown and then you can do some dry brushing yeah and mm. they look great so oh that's fun but why only 15 uh, I only have 15 at the moment. I'm looking oh. for another 15. Uh, so if I get a hold of those, I'm going to do another 15. Otherwise, I'm going to go creative with the unit, unit fillers. Yeah, but I want another 15. So keep your eyes yeah. peeled. I have 20 at home, but they're painted. Yeah. So then you have to repaint them. That but you can sell? Uh, no, but you can borrow them. <laughs> 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 I, won't, I won't sell my high elves. That's a tedious task to get to the finish line with a finished army. Yeah, yeah. So. Anyone else painting something fun? Uh, painting a Goldfug Maneater for the uh, upcoming event in uh, Junior. Uh, Goldfug is is he one of the the Dogs of War? Yeah, it's the uh, he, he has three versions, but it is the Dogs of War uh, version that I'm currently painting. I have to and check him out. He has really fun rules. It's kind of fun model as well. Uh, they are so detailed. Uh, there's a ton of like skin patches, uh, battle scars, different weapons on each of the models in, in his group of uh, Goldfax man-eaters. Uh, so it's a fun model to paint, and luckily there are only six, so yeah. <laughs> you get a, big, a lot of unit uh, and points for just uh, six models. I bet yeah. uh, there's some rats at your table. Yeah, a few. <laughs> Since uh, we have another tournament in February, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's uh, early February. Yeah, with the AI generated list, and mm. I got the tedious task to paint about 95 Skaven <laughs> models. 95? Yeah, I think so. It's it's almost 100, at least. I don't have it a lot better, because I got uh, 80 Night Goblins. <laughs> and, uh, 80. 80 Night Goblins, and... Uh, 20 Goblin Wolf Riders okay. for my uh, list that I have to paint. So, okay. but, but since yeah. since you're getting Night Goblins, you have to do unit fillers for them. No, I'm probably just gonna spray them all black, <clears throat> and then I just paint the, the skin and stuff, yeah. and maybe I do some like gray parts on on the cloaks to make them pop. But yeah. I'm gonna make it super easy for me. But I, I've been experimenting with unit fillers to try them out. So I have some generic for Skaven and some. Specific for the what are they called plague, plague, plague monks. Plague monks, yeah. It was something that we saw it when we were at the first tournament that people were using unit fillers and they can look great. Yeah, yeah. they can make a, an army pop. Before I, I felt like a unit filler was cheating, yeah. but that's kind of that, that's wrong. A unit filler can <clears throat> make an army much cooler. Yeah. Yeah. I thought yeah. it was a cheating. Yeah, but it isn't. But it but isn't. You, you can, it can ease up the rank and file uh, yeah. aspect of those. Because sometimes you have one or two specific models that just stretches onwards everywhere. Mm. And if you have him next to a unit filler, then he, you solve the problem. So then I got no issues with unit fillers. My... That on my painting table, there's a temple guard for lizardmen, and there I use um, 
pillars uh, from it's a it's a Age of Sigmar kit for scenery where you have some uh, pillars. I don't remember what kit it is, but they look great yeah. having isn't in it the, the like the temple set. Yeah, it's a temple set, but it's like Sigmar Age shrine yeah. or uh, so, something uh, from from the AOS. Uh, scenery <clears throat> stuff that I use with it and they look great that's yeah. currently on the table I I don't remember if we actually talked about the AI tournament no, lastly no. No. so quick note where I host I will host a tournament and uh, the tournament will have um, AI generated list so everybody just send I want to play this army I want to play this army and I want to play this army and I sat down with ChatGPT and I told him politely, generate a list, 2,500 points with this army. And I had to do some changes because he he has like the 6 edition point rules. So the points on all the units are from 6 edition and we are playing 8th. So it's some back and forth. And then, uh, But as soon as I get within 50 points, so between 2,500... 2450 to 2500 I accept the list so everyone got list uh, generated that's why we have a lot of Skaven and I think Mons uh, the um, Wolves Riders very unusual playing (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's kind of uh, that was one of the back and forth where I but I need 50 points more and then he added more Wolf Riders until he yeah he he got 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 correctly but I I bought a a second hand batch of like 24 Wolf Riders I think uh, yeah a few days ago so I have the models now and you got them cheap too yeah I got them pretty cheap I think I paid like forty dollars or something. Oh, for twenty-four, that's a good price. Yeah, they're out of print as well. And the new Wolf Riders that they sell for Orcs and Goblins is like five hundred, I think, for like five of them. <laughs> so, oh. yeah. But the thing with the list I got is that it's uh, it's lacking the synergy that you're looking for. That's the most problematic part from my part. Like I have play mo- plague monks, but no plague sensor bearers. Instead, yeah. there's another unit of plague monks. <laughs> I have. I think it's three units of slaves, and that's not a problem. But they're small. <laughs> well, so. that, that that's the that what I feel is the fun part that yeah. everybody got bad lists. Yeah, yeah. Jonas got a really strong list. Jonas got a strong list. You got. Yeah, I probably got like a list I would build myself. Oh, like tournament. <laughs> yeah, ready. and also also your list was the absolute least amount of effort for my sake. I I asked, but uh, ogres. Did they exist in 6th edition? Uh, or did they come for 8th edition? No, Ogre they Kingdom. didn't come at the end of 6th. And they had a like 7th edition book, I think it was. Or Ma- maybe book. Ogre was... Kingdom was the last book to release in 8th edition. I know yeah. something with Ogre Kingdom, but either way, ChatGPT nailed that list. Yeah. I was told, I, I, I don't think I had to do like one change or something. So Jonas is the favorite, no pressure. Yeah, <laughs> no, but it's it's gonna be a fun tournament, and even though I think I got a strong list, uh, it is nice to use the AI tool to just mix everything up, so that you get, uh, so you don't have like the strongest list builders are the ones that are favorite going into the tournament. Everyone has their own like disadvantage from the AI to deal with. Yeah, uh, we we made a thing of it where we said that the tournament is in. A couple of months forward, let's uh, meet up every week and do some painting. Yeah. Uh, so because we know that everybody's gonna get something new, they have to paint. Yeah. Uh, so uh, trying to do the best of the situation, but I think it's a uh, it's gonna be fun. Okay, Let, let's see. Got over one hundred models <laughs> each to paint. Yeah, I got five. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I have uh, <clears throat> almost a hundred and one warp lightning camera. I think, but that I need to paint. I choose the army where I have the most yeah. uh, stuff. So uh, uh, it was, uh, I don't know what he would have picked that I don't have, to be honest. Well, <coughs> he, uh, vampire he did. Counts? Vampire Counts? Yeah, I'm okay. playing Vampire Counts, so I, I have a lot of Vampire Counts. S- spirit Hosts? You don't have that many? No, I don't have a lot of Spirit Hosts, but in other ways, so painting 500 Spirit Hosts, how hard is that? <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, yeah. white yeah. primer uh, contrast paint. No, ghost. the only yeah. model that I don't have that he uh, shows for me was Blood Knights. 
Uh, but I'm painting up some Blood Knights. Yeah. Blood Knights is a fun unit, I think. I think they're, I have the newest, newer kit, the newest kit. And they look a little bit of tedious to paint. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, yeah. An, I'm a little bit scared of painting them, to be honest. Okay, okay. Uh, the last time uh, we had a lot of the table that I was, I'm done with the things I had on my table. Do you have you cleaned your table from the last time? I had skinks, uh, troglodon, and a teto echo. That's done. Yeah, I, I had some tomb king chariots yeah. and cetera, and I'm done with all the chariots, but I'm not done with the crews. So the chariots and the bases are done, but I have both cetera and the crews remaining. So I'm like eighty percent done, and then I jumped a new project. So my paint mm. table is full mm. of like <laughs> half finished stuff. So yeah. I'm pretty close. How things looking for you, Jonas? Are you done? Uh, no, it's roughly the same. I, I paint them to that they are like 90% done. Uh, like the demons, they are, have their bases left. They are done in uh, like every other aspect. But uh, And I have my Dogs of War projects that are still like ongoing. I think that's more uh, usual for a Warhammer painting table. That yeah. it's <laughs> a lot of things that not get done. Uh, yeah. But we have one exception. Martin, you, you like... Just you had the boat through them, right? But yeah, I have the boat as well, and uh, I got some minor fixes to do, and then I'm gonna paint camouflage. Mm. But uh, I'm not sure. I haven't done it before, so I'm guessing a lot of masking and painting one day, and then waiting 24 hours and repeating mm. for yeah, two you can weeks. Do that with the airbrush pretty nicely if you have yeah. good masking tape on. Yeah. Yeah, but there's. Uh, I've been reading up on the specific camouflage, and there's uh, rules about how they, they can't be 90 degree angle, and they can't be in a specific. Pa- there's rules to <laughs> camouflage patterns yeah. to fulfill its purpose. So that's gonna be a fun challenge, and the rats is just the. Uh, it's just to bite down and do it. Yeah. I don't but know but you don't have any backlog, right? No, no, I. That's the, like the rat the backlog unicorn. I created like two days ago, <laughs> yeah. but uh, really nothing else. I have but probably like a three or four year backlog if I was supposed to paint all of mine. Like it's yeah. it's so much stuff. Okay, but I, I'm sort of looking forward to it because I haven't done a batch painting of monopose models ever. Because I, I I tried on one to get the color scheme and then just this is gonna be easy because there's no. You, you learn like the angles by the fifth or sixth model you 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 learn the progress there's it, no differences I, it, it uh, painting a lot of models you learn where to sheet yeah you know that i can do these steps and it won't look bad later so you learn how to sheet so yeah. i i found it the best way to get stuff done but it is boring it is boring and yeah. tedious but i've heard so, uh, some people just uh, paint the outer rim of the of the tray like the models the the outer models the five and three and three and five so like 16 models in a twin 20 block or just the outer models and the inner models just paint by three colors i think oh, it's I even i think it's so. even in in an older book of uh, warhammer rules they explain that you can paint something clever by painting the first row very good yeah. And then the second row, not to the yeah. top. And the last row, like only the heads. Because when you look from an angle, you will not see the middle part yeah. of the model. So, it, I mean, it's it's probably each, every do how they wish to. Yeah, and this is a pretty good segment in, into the next thing we're going to talk about, which is other, other YouTube creators. Because uh, one of the people I watch on YouTube is the painting face. And he used to be one of the painters for Games Workshop. And what he said about uh, about painting is that the heavy metal team, when they had for Warhammer Fantasy, mm. the heavy metal team did like the first row, and then it was his task as like a, he wasn't like the the parade painter, more like for other things, and his job was to paint the back rows. Mm. So they didn't have to have the same standard as the yeah. the heavy metal team, and that is kind of the same concept that also Games yeah. Workshop uses. I don't remember where I read it, but I'm pretty sure it was in an actual rulebook from Games Workshop. They, they recommend that this is a good way to paint to make it go faster. Yeah, and that makes sense. I it's mean, funny that they did it. The I, I didn't know that they did it. They actually did them themselves, but it's 
also logical. Why have a why pay pay someone to paint a model that no one's gonna see? Yeah. And today we're thinking about talking a bit about other creators on YouTube, what we watch ourselves, both like painting, battle reports and, and that kind of stuff. And since I brought up the painting phase, I can talk about them a little bit. Um, it's like a, a, a group of, of friends or colleagues, uh, and, and at least one of them is a former Games Workshop employee. He's both worked at the store and as a store manager, and then he has been on the painting team, and I think he's ran one of the, the painting teams as well. And they do like a podcast stuff, like like setting, and they interview different people who are like uh, both active in the, in the hobby scene. Maybe they have their own like uh, sculpting companies, uh, former Games Workshop employees, and yeah, a lot of people that are that are really active in the hobby and, and have done interesting stuff for the hobby. They make great content. I listen to them a lot while while I'm painting, so that definitely sounds. But it's it's just a podcast. Like yeah, there's no instructions, painting instructions. They do that as well. Okay. I know they have for the the world eaters. He shows how to to paint them really fast. He do like a base coat with I think it's called brass something. It's one of the primers that are a metal metal color for Games Workshop, and he paints the world eaters eaters based on that, and they look really good, and they make it go really fast as well. The brass paint that is out of print, maybe. Yeah, the one Could that be. you use for uh, Rune Lord Brass. Yeah. Rune Lord Brass. Yeah. It was a pain to get a hold of. Yeah. yeah. But, but, but what kind of, of uh, creators do you look at, uh, Andrea? Maybe for like battle report for fantasy. What, what is your, your go-to? I would say that uh, in uh, when I go into YouTube to search for Warhammer content, there's like a uh, four different types of content battle reports painting tutorials news and um mm, lore or... lore yeah but the last one i fairly listen to and if we go into i want to look at uh, battle reports there's two main segments of creators I've, i i feel like it's two main segments one there's like easy to watch uh, paint while you listen to them and they talk a lot and then you have another kind of creator where you they actually learn they're trying to learn you something tactical and you get some yeah, uh, yeah learn how to play better and I, I want to uh, bring out uh, 10 Island Gaming uh, as the when I, when I want to l- look at uh, an episode and kind of try to get better I often look at them because they their matches are very tactical. They are n- not nice to each other. They have hard lists, yeah. so they they actually yeah. try to win on stream, where uh, maybe other streamers they don't actually try to win. They're more like having fun. Uh, and um, I have an uh, I I sent you an episode a couple of you where I said this is my favorite battle report ever or one of my favorite ever, and then it's his. He's called Ash. Today he has a, a, an own YouTube channel that called Gorilla Miniatures. Yeah. And uh, he's playing a, a, a man or gentleman called Lawrence. It's episode 9 of Old World Wars in Minimore Gaming. That's the, uh, one of the absolute best battle reports I have seen because... They are very good explaining what they're doing. It feels like they play a perfect game. I'm not sure, yeah. but it feels like they know the rules by heart and they they play very a gentleman sport. So it's a that's that's the two kinds of content I search for when I look for battle reports. I do the one that's just easy to watch, listen to, and the other one is competitive. And competitive, I think Ten Island Gaming is really nice. Uh, I don't have a favorite on the just listen and watch to it. It depends. Yeah, but it, it, stuff like Tenai Gaming is, is really good, but it, it uh, requires that you have some knowledge about the game before. Yeah, so and you have to it, watch it. They summarize it very, very yeah. shortly, and that's really good when you have good knowledge of the game. Yeah. But if it's, as a beginner, it can be difficult to follow, and then maybe the longer ones are, are better. The, the, they are 15 minutes, 50, 20 minutes. <coughs> And you have to watch it to to yeah. a- actually keep up and understand what they're doing. 
if I w- li- watch uh, uh, Ash at Guerrilla Gaming or if I watch uh, m- Mountain Miniatures, Steve, uh, it's more like have it in the background and do something yeah. else because you don't have to... They play so slowly, so you know what's happening in, they in the game. They play normally. They play normally. Normal yeah. It takes two, 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 uh, two and a half hours... Uh, so, so you you can keep up even if you don't watch it. Yeah, I have to agree because I I also put on mountain miniatures when they play if it streams or handheld. That's for me to listen to while I paint, and if there's something interesting, I look I look at the screen. But mostly I just listen. If yeah. I wanna watch and learn something, I watch a channel called Bunker Gaming. Not that frequently updated, but good solid short reports where they explain what happened and why they made the choices they did. So that's that's the two, my two choices at least. What do you watch, Jonas? What is uh, your, your go-to? <laughs> for, for battle reports? Yeah. Uh, specifically for battle reports, I kind of like a fellow called Rogue Element Gaming, Ray, yeah. uh, puts out Quite a lot of sixth edition content, uh, and somehow I've always like wanted to get into sixth edition as well. So it's nice to like watch his kind of battle report. It's it's the one where he has lots of interesting friends that he brings to the table, usually really well painted armies, and he films everything from his perspective and narrates everything through the video. So you yeah. can either watch it very actively or you can have just have it in the background. And you can get a feel for what is happening just by having him talk you through the game. Uh, at times I think it's kind of fun to watch a channel called Spitfire Gaming, I think they're called. Uh, they often cover games that they've played from the Triple Crown events. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of fun to get an input from the current meta try to understand, okay, why are they having so many monsters? Why are they having this kind of uh, style of army? And it's like more on the competitive side. So, so he, he breaks down the tournaments or how does he... Uh, yeah, he, he either recaps them at times or he brings uh, friends uh, or uh, uh, people from the YouTube community into his uh, games and they talk and discuss uh, recent events. Okay. Uh, so it's it's kind of like a shorter format. You, you don't always get like a full video uh, stream. Uh, it's more like a podcast setup at times. Okay. Uh-huh. I can say that we, we can link to all these channels down below <laughs> yeah. since it's easier yeah. for people to, to find them yeah. uh, if you want to check some of them out. But, but I, I have one final. Uh, I think uh, this, this guy, I found him just recently. I think he has like two battle reports up. Yeah. But I think he is like super potential for like making good battle reports. He is like, it's called Divin, uh, something like that, Divin uh, YouTube or something. And he makes uh, Dungeons and Dragons uh, like content. Uh, but his battle reports are really, really well narrated. He's like going into the game master role when he narrates them. Yeah. So it's like you have a dungeon master that goes through the battle report. And, that's and it's nice. like super charismatic when he talks about them. So That sounds pretty good. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a fun, fun show. Yeah. For, for me as well, I, I watch the people you mentioned, uh, mainly Ten Island Gaming and uh, Mountain Miniatures. But I'm, I'm also a bit divergent here because I watch a lot of 40k battle reports, <laughs> yeah. even though I don't play 40k. Um, I've never played a game of 40k, but I watch a lot of tabletop tactics which make battle reports for, for 40k. Uh, and that is a bit weird, I guess, since I don't play the game. But I think the, the hosts, hosts at that channel are really yeah. fun. And even though you, you're not like that into the game, you, you still have a good time. So I watch a lot of that while, while painting as well. Yeah, in, in 40k I watch tabletop tactics, play on tabletop, and uh, what are they called? Uh, Winter's SEO, and he's also a super narrative player who does the first person first person perspective on games, and he explains the choices and uh, sort of narrates the game all yeah. the way through. 40k is fun to look at or listen at while I'm painting, but yeah. I kind of, kind of think that 40k, like if you compare to the YouTube scene, yeah. they are one step ahead of like 
fantasy content yeah. when it comes yeah. to the quality of Battle Report. Yeah, the really good camera angles, really great setups. Uh, and well produced as well. Yeah, really well produced. I think in, in some ways 40k might be a bit easier to do Battle Reports on, just based on the fact that movement isn't as important. Or as important, yeah. but it's not uh, such a big part of the game. A lot of creators skip movement, and that is the thing that can become a bit long and tedious, maybe in, in fantasy, even though it's such an important part of the game. And ah. and they have uh, objectives in another way than fantasy, yeah. so you can you can uh, pivot the game around uh, by actions, not just consequences of battles. And generally, I would say that it's more views on 4K. Yeah. So you. Yeah. If you have a professional studio that works with, uh, that has like a good equipment, if they are uh, gonna make a video to get money back, they more or less have to do some 40k, uh, I guess. Yeah, fantasy scene is, is pretty small. The, yeah. the largest one out there right now that does like mainly fantasy is Mountain Miniatures. And yeah. he is like, what is it? I'm not sure. We can put the subs up on the, yeah. the, the screen, but but th- that is like the the roof of the the fantasy scene right now. There, that's like the biggest creators out there. So there's a compared with 40k creators, it's uh, it's yeah. a large difference in the amount of viewers for yeah. the game. I have noticed if we skip to uh, news kind of producers, yeah. I have at, at least I f- I feel like this when you search for news about fantasy now you get so much new old world and it's so many new creators i mean it's so many names that i haven't seen that so i think that 40k 40k is of course much bigger but i think the fantasy scene is growing like crazy now and it will start to grow a lot with amount of creators and amount of views yeah the, and i think uh, doing just news videos <laughs> is uh, a better way to get views than battle reports. Like the 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 number of views for for news videos are, is a lot higher, but I think that might be because it's a short format as well. Yeah. Like this big investment watching like a two hour battle report compared to like a eight minute news segment. Yeah. And on the, on the news side, uh, do you have any creators that you watch a lot, or is it just me myself? No, myself. But, uh, not on not on fantasy, to be honest. But I, this is also for, for 40k, but I watch Ospec's tactics. Have you seen that guy? He makes like, um, think so. like PowerPoint presentations. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, I've seen, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen and it. He does a lot of tactics stuff and he also covers like news and, and the, the Christmas battle boxes stuff. Yeah. So I watch him quite uh, a lot. And if I were to, if we were to be like really good at making a news segment, I think that guy is, is, uh, the gold standard. He makes it very easy, but but very good. And he makes like two or three videos a day. No, oh, like it's really? insanity. Yeah, oh. he makes so much videos. I've never seen anyone who does that many videos, but uh, I watch him quite a lot. Yeah, but it's fun with uh, someone who is passionate. Yeah, but it must be his full-time job. Like yeah. it, you can't do that if you have a regular. No, no, no. that sounds insane. Uh, yeah. Do do Martin Jonas? Do you have any any news people that you watch? I no, I I mostly read like forums and on the web in general i don't watch a lot of news if i see something from a creator i often watch i usually click it and but i don't search for information on youtube in that way yeah Uh, i'm the same i'm kind of like like reading spiky bits or warhammer community or just the discord that are out there and like try to keep myself updated yeah but uh, there are tons of good. I, I just can't think of anyone in particular. Yeah. I have two uh, that I've seen uh, more lastly and, mo- and mostly because of Old World. Usually I go and look at news or writings about uh, fantasy. And then I go, uh, I can go to YouTube and search for it to get how do other people react to this. I have, yeah. I get my own, I know my own reaction, but I want to search out and see how other people react and la, la, I uh, listened a lot to uh, sorry for saying the channel wrong maybe Luke Blacksill he's um, 
I think he has commented on one of our videos too. Yeah, I said Dr. 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 Luke Blacksley. Yeah, so yeah. he has uh, like uh, a lot of hair and... He's uh, very charismatic. Very, very charismatic. Yeah. Old when it, school armies. Uh, old school and... and um, well, he has the... Very thematic when he speaks. And yeah. so I've been watching him when he discusses uh, news about old world. Also, I have seen some videos from Square Based, and I think that's a. I'm not if I'm wrong here, but I think that's a fairly new channel. So there's been another channel, and they have started a channel but for. Isn't that the Honest Wargamer? Yes, so yes, yes. That yeah. It's that one. So I think they're kind of taking. Yeah. Square based as a separate channel or separate yeah. discussion. Yeah, I looked at that as well, and they had like they had three videos and one thousand subs in like a month, and I was like, yeah. "How is this possible?" And yeah. then I looked like, "Oh, it's almost war game." Yeah. Right. Then, then I get it. Then I guess <laughs> it's a good name. Yeah. Sk- square based. Yeah. So I watched what they seen too, but I, uh, it, I, I wouldn't say that anyone is like a favorite. It's just I want to see other types of reactions. So. It, uh, when when I look for news kind of uh, feed and news news creators, yeah. What what mm. kind of content do you watch when you look at that hobby stuff? Like it can be anywhere from like painting, sculpting. Goobertown. Like, Goobertown. Yeah, I like Goobertown. He's great. <laughs> He's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I <clears throat> Goobertown hobbies. Uh, he puts such much of effort in every move, every YouTube. He is. He's very knowledgeable. I. Yeah, it seems like just a nice guy as well. Yeah, it seems like a nice guy. I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 uh, when I, when I want to have, uh, what do you say? You need to get some uh, inspiration. Inspiration. Yeah. If I, if I look for inspiration, I can, I go to Goober Town Hobbers and take something. It's always fun. Uh, me myself, we always, all of us, I think, watch Squidmore as well. Uh, yeah. At least from from time to time. And he lives quite close there. He lives yeah. three hours away. Uh, yeah. He lives in my hometown where I grew up. So <laughs> he's uh, kind of close. It's, there, it's but... close close by our standards, yeah. just yeah. to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think he, he makes great stuff as well. He's harder. I find him harder to watch all the time because you don't know what you get. I mean, each new movie, each new content he produces is something spectacular. He's... I wouldn't call he's he's kind of a, like a Mr Beast <laughs> for, for you, you don't yeah. know Beast Mr Beast Mr Beast kind of video for miniature yeah uh nice. I, I I like the content but it's it's more like I need to be in the mood to get something it, it, you don't know what you get it's what a you get it's a spectacle I guess it's a good yeah. fantastically produced good sound good quality everything with it is good but you don't I mean often when I go to YouTube I I know that I want this kind of content. I want a battle yeah. report. I want this. So it's not that often I go to his channel. Uh, I think in he that has way. pivoted as well because he, if you look at the earlier videos, there's a lot of um, how-to content and yeah. he's very uh, explaining of the course. I think he worked with photography before. Yeah. yeah. So he's very knowledgeable in the lights and the color spectrum, how to do how to produce something or make it look real. He's an excellent painter, but uh, I think he's churned through everything he can produce and now it's more of Mr. Beast stuff happening. Uh, But it's fun. A quick note about about Squidmore as well. Uh, I checked what cameras he used in his earlier videos and that's why we bought the cameras we have here. Uh, (laughs) So so that is, uh, it wouldn't say a recommendation, but I found that this was the cameras he was using. So that as if it's good enough for him, then it must be good enough for for us. So and they're quite they're it, it not should expensive. Be. So, uh, what do you watch for for hobby stuff, Jonas? Uh, for hobbies, uh, is always Juan Hidalgo. Yeah. He is the go-to guy. Uh, I think he has the perfect mix of like a fun personality, interesting projects, and excellent uh, tutorials. Uh, I don't I don't know of anyone that is at teaching out the, the kind of painting style that I want to learn. He's so good as well. Yeah. Like, he's so good. It's uh, and, and he has this, like, a very humble, like, style. Like, if you make a mistake, he's kind of like, uh, what, what's that, the Bob famous Ross. Bob Ross yeah. of uh, painting Warhammer? It's as soon like, as he said humble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he was like, and if you make a little mistake, you go back and fix it, and it can even mm. improve upon the model. And, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, what what channel did you say that was? Juan Hidalgo. I have never I never seen that. He is, it? is like and he he makes those bit like uh, uh, like sketches at the start of the videos at times, and he has like uh, when the what's it called the cursed. Uh, the box set, cursed, uh, cursed city. city. Yeah. Cursed, yeah. He has like the best take on it, <laughs> because I know that not everyone was uh, all that. Uh... I have to check it out. I think I've seen some videos, but I think I have to check it out. Isn't yeah. he uh, famous in the mini painting world? Has he, he won should be. awards? He, he, he like the Golden Demon. Yeah. yeah he, uh, he his standards should have earned him at all. Because I watch a similar channel with his Tovarian miniatures, I think yeah. it's called. And I think he's a Golden Demon winner. And he also has the standard is crazy high. And he's. Yeah, yeah it's a kind of a similar style to, to Juan Hidalgo, teaching you, you how to make like insane uh, standards of, of painting. You should uh, contact them and hear uh, do they only paint the front row? <laughs> or <laughs> yeah. do they live up to the hype in all the rows like yeah. if you pick one in the fifth row and it's just oh he has no pants or something yeah. Yeah. we would like an entire high elf army painted as a sponsorship yeah, <laughs> yeah I would so love it, do it. <laughs> we have 1700 subscribers highest is fun yeah. I look at the uh, What's I don't know the name of him, but Eons of Battle. He does a lot of varying project. He paints some stuff, he builds some stuff, he picks up a box and magnetizes it. He does a lot of different things, but uh, short, nice videos with the glimpse in the eye. Yeah. Nothing complicated. But if I wanna if I wanna do something specific myself, I often turn into different YouTubers. Yeah. There's not one that covers them. everything you want to do. You want to do sandbags or basing. Just There's a lot of content online. Some, some are particularly good at scenery. Yeah. Yeah. Then you go yeah. to the train people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Modern train. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also watch a lot of uh, Miniac. Yeah. yeah, he's, he's, he's really good. Uh, he does a lot of fun, fun stuff. Uh, and he's a great painter as well. He's he amazing. Yeah. Uh, I, I know that he has competed, at least in, in a lot of different painting competitions, and maybe Golden Demon. I'm not sure if he's, he's won anything, but he's, he's a great painter. Yeah, amazing. definitely. So I like to watch a lot of, a lot of his stuff. Uh, but if we look at like the, the last part of the, the Warhammer uh, or like hobby miniature scene, then we have the, the lore stuff. Which, which people do follow for lore? Martin, do you have any, any lore? The, the only lore I actually consume is in the Black Library books. I haven't haven't looked or listened to just minor parts sometimes when a creator explains a setting or something, but I ha- I don't listen to lore creators. Yeah, I need to check which book I'm at in, in the Black Library stuff. Uh, book 33 on the Horus Heresy. This means I, I think it's over 100 books now. So it's um, it's it's quite a few, but they're 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 in varying quality. Some are great, and some are just like, oh, this isn't that good. But I need to to read it too. Yeah. Uh, are they connected? Like in, uh, not you like have in... to read book thirty-four mm. to understand the sometimes. reflections. Sometimes, sometimes. Okay. yeah, some of them connect back to other books, and they happen like in in Sequential. sequence, but. Sometimes you've been following, like, so let's say, the Ultramarines. Then you yeah. jump to the White Scars, and then you can jump like back in time, how they perceive the, the yeah. Okay. Horus, uh, so there are small connections. Yeah, there, there are connections for sure. They're not like standalone books, but if you have read like the first five, you can probably pick up a, quite a few of them without having read all the rest. Because I jump okay. sometime in between them. I start a really boring book, and I'm like, ah, I jump to the next one, and I'll take yeah. this one later. But um, do you have any, any lore channels you follow? Jonas? Um, I tend to like watch duty and stuff. He's yeah. probably like the gold standard. I, I don't think I can think of any better channel. Uh, I don't know if I can recommend this guy, but uh, he's kind of funny and he's my type of humor. But uh, there's this guy called Major Overkill. He's Australian. Yeah, Major Kill. Major Kill. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, he, but he has like he's probably not 
for everyone. Yeah, no, but he does some some yeah. the he, lore videos. Yeah, and he has like the spread. He's like the shotgun of, if you want to learn lore because there's like he covers everything. You never know what the <clears> next <throat> video is gonna be about. Yeah, I watch a lot of Oblivion as well, but he really releases videos so seldom. And also yeah. a guy called Wolf Lord Row, but that is for forty k. I'm not sure there are any are there any active like Warhammer Fantasy lore people. I bet it is, but I don't. I I read the books. I, I read Black Library books, yeah. uh, and I also it's like it's one homepage that has so much lore. You often come you just searching for a character. You always end up on the same homepage, but I don't remember. But it, mostly, yeah. I, I read books. Yeah, and I think one thing I I sometimes want to watch like Age of Sigmar lore to see how that goes, but the the 40k creators are, are so good. So when you watch a creator uh, for a, like a smaller game, you can really tell the, the difference mm. in, in like production value and stuff like that. So I, I usually fall back to the 40k stuff, unfortunately. Like, but that is the that's the same thing that we talked about with Battleforge. Like the standard yeah. is higher for 40k yeah. than it is for fantasy. Like there's no two ways about it. Maybe we can get some tips. Yeah. Best best uh, lore uh, creator. Yeah, for, for who should we for watch? Who should we follow? Yeah, for sure. But I've been a little bit scared watching the lore videos since I tried to read the books. I don't want to get spoiled on books that are 30 years old. There might be more people like you, so that's why it isn't as big. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. But I, I, I haven't looked into it either. It might be some super creator of fantasy uh, lore. But I... It would be nice to discover if anyone gets tips. Uh, Now might be a good time for like mentioning like if you have recommendations out there, we would love to see them in the comments as well. Yeah. So this weekend or while we are recording this yesterday, they uh, released a new model for the old world, the the bone dragon or the tomb tomb king or high priest on a bone dragon. Yeah, and there there wasn't so much information on the subject other than a cool video, a few pictures, and the options to build it two ways. But uh, have you seen the reveal, or did you stay up all night? To watch <laughs> no, it? I didn't stay up all night. <laughs> uh, it was like three in the morning here. But it released both the Bone Dragon and a Monarch, I believe. Tomb Monarch. Uh, it's the guy that has like the weird flail. Yeah, he has the, the flail stuff. Or like weird. Yeah, but that's yeah. that was a part of the kit. Okay. So if you uh, you could build it as a tomb king, there were different uh, palaquins like the the oh, okay the houses on the back. Necrodragon. Yeah, but the Necro houses are called palaquins. Yeah. So if you build the the high priest, then you can build the tomb king on foot. Yeah. To the side. But uh, I don't think it works the other way around, because uh, he stands up in his palaquin and the and the high priest sits down. So I overall, the stand alone. Uh, I felt like the bigger kits uh, have been very interested in that way that you get a lot of options. Yeah. So you can build it one or three ways, and you can take some bits to do something else. I think that's the most positive. Uh, thing i have felt from the kit review or the kit releases yeah. and this is not an exception i mean you can build three things and you can maybe have uh, if you build uh, the high queen i bet you can make a really cool tomb king on foot yeah even if you build a and there's lots mount. of small pieces as well like yeah. there's a skeleton cat walking on some some <laughs> parts I, I really like the model i think the yeah it's beautiful uh, it has a bit like a crocodile head and also the yeah. big like shield here on the back and I, I think it looked looked good. Yeah. Uh, and we don't have any like you, there wasn't a, a bone dragon for Tomb Kings in uh, Eighth Edition, so this is completely new. Uh, uh, I'm not sure. Do do uh, do they have a do a character can a character in Eighth Edition be mounted on a bone dragon? Not in uh, not in Eighth Edition. No, I, that was kind of what I felt. But what can I use this for? <laughs> okay, uh, I don't. I don't think so. It's definitely no. No, they can't. I'm sure. But it's <laughs> it's a different dragon because if you look at it, it 
has to be on a hundred by hundred fifty base. Like the other dragons come on. No, they no fifty. No, no, I have. I have my, two dragons at home, and they're on uh, fifty times. Uh, fifty but times hundred. The, the, the somber dragon is one hundred and fifty by one hundred. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. as well. But, but too. the high elves and, and dark elf dragons are on on uh, yeah, chariot small, small base. Yeah. yeah. But uh, there was a hint in the lowest part of the text section section that said uh, that both characters, the high priest and the tomb king had a lot of decisions to make in the strategy phase. So it's not a monster. It's going to be a lord or hero in some way. I, I would love to see it as a standalone monster as well. But um, there, there's rules coming every Monday up until Christmas. So tomorrow we'll get fight phase, most likely. I guess, I, I guess that it will be two new, more news sections until this video come out yeah yeah so yeah, it probably. will come out yeah. maybe in two weeks so we get two more news sections that we don't know about no but i'm Do... really looking forward to the close combat because that's yeah. going to be like the, the make or break it for, for me is that the next one yeah it, it's tomorrow. probably going to be the next one the so it's that that's tomorrow then yeah, yeah. that's tomorrow yeah. do you have any predictions that you dare to say and you have wrong tomorrow <laughs> if since they use the, the ballistic skill system for shooting, they should use the weapon skill system for close combat as well. Yeah. Uh, and that would be great that they keep that. There's so much information to consume. To and uh, Yeah. It's a, it's a lot of guessing right now. Yeah. But that is fun, I think. It is, yeah. it is fun. It is fun. That's what I brought <laughs> it up. It would be fun to have a guess and see uh, how, how far we go tomorrow if we guess right or wrong. But I think that uh, one thing that I'm pretty sure that we will see, we will see that they keep the table for weapon skill. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's one thing. And uh, but uh, there's there's still some questions to see. I just thought it was fun because uh, they have four faces and each face has four sub faces. Yep. And they were so determined to have four sub faces in the shooting phase. That one of them was remove models. Yeah. <laughs> Did you? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. What but is it, that going to be a thing in the fight phase? Maybe fight, um, fight back, break test, remove yeah. models. Yeah, probably Could it be that prob- easy. Probably, probably. But I, I think that's also a little bit smart that it will be maybe easier to remember in some way. That yeah. Now we have a phase, and we should remember that it's four sub phases that need to be done. So you have something to checklist, mental checklists. Then I can't skip the shooting phase anymore. (laughs) Then I have to do yeah, 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 remove models. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just gonna take these. (laughs) But it's probably good to have a cleanup step, I think. Yeah. Uh, If anything, I want to make a speculation that I think that they are gonna reduce how how powerful units in general are at killing other stuff. I think that units are gonna stay on the table longer in the old world than they did in 8th edition. I hope not. I think a lot of th- a, a, a lot of things to like the model count as well. Like fewer models, the yeah. models need to stay on average like 10 to 20% more more durability. The way the uh, what was it? Um, ward save well it felt like uh, it's toned down, so you don't have the extremes. You don't have the extreme bad, some extreme goods, yeah. but you have more variation between in the, yeah, like in pu- the middle. Push and pull. Like yeah. You don't break outright and remove 30 models from the table. You push them back. And they might, like, six models might go off the table. And I'm afraid that will prolong the game, like, insane amounts. <laughs> because close combat is what takes time. I, I also feel uh, when I prep, when I compare games and I often do, uh, I often say that playing Warhammer Fantasy it's like playing in Las Vegas. <laughs> it's high stakes, and that's the thing that makes it fun too. That you have a couple of things that if this go wrong, I will lose, yeah. uh, and those dice throws when a lot of things are on the line is one of the things that I like the most. It's so much adrenaline, you scream at the game. Yeah. And if you have uh, less of that and more like... That's one of the things that I... Not that 
particularly interested in 40k. I feel it's a lot of it doesn't matter that much uh, a dice throw as when you have lost combat and I'm having like half of my army is now going to make a fleet test. Even though I have to do a dice between uh, uh, below 10, it's a dice throw that is very, very impactful. Impactful. Yeah. So yeah. that's like uh, I'm guessing heroin. They, they, you can still have a large unit fleeing, but if they, um, if you want to compare it to 40k, there's there's more always more options in 40k. So you can still have okay, this unit is fleeing. He's worthless in fantasy, but. In 40k, more often than not, they can still block out. They can deny deep strikes and stuff. So you can still use them. So it depends on how they how they keep them on the table. Because if, if you have a unit that's fleeing, it's worth almost nothing. But if that unit, in turn, can uh, deny a uh, march or, yeah. or objective something you you can yeah you can they, make I, use of the units yeah they, they uh, what the i mean what i mean they they there's uh less times when you when, when an, an unit just dies absolutely a and single a, a single die yeah. and, and and that's a lot of critique on like the magic in eighth edition and some people say yeah. that it's a shit show because everything dies it is but it's also something that i like I, that you do. <laughs> I, sometimes, I agree well, to disagree. Yeah. Well, <laughs> when you have a when you have a, a magic spell that goes horribly wrong, I mean that's that's the high stakes. Like I said in Vegas, it, it, it's uh, if you have a dice roll, it's all or nothing. That's the demon prince that goes into the warp. Demon prince into the <laughs> yeah. warp. Purple sun straight through. Eight hundred points of trolls. Yeah. You have uh, what's they called the dreaded thirteen. Yeah. Putting away yeah, Slan yeah. Yeah, yeah. and his yeah. whole units of well, Temple Guard. You know, I, it's so swingy. I have been mad yeah. many times. <laughs> yeah. But I also been very, very happy many <laughs> yeah. times. So that's that's the and, and when you take out the extremes, that's the the thing I fear will be less of. The the those dice rolls where you actually scream or where you Yeah. yeah. But that makes the game more competitively viable as well. Probably. Yeah. I th- I think if if they change it up so that fleeing or decimated units still can be put to some use but you have to be smart about it, then it could be an uh, extension of the game. Like I have I have six fleeing white lions. I want to deny you to march in this sector by having them there or something like that to make use of the small broken out units. It could be good. It could be terrible. <clears throat> I, I think it's it's uh, it's different cup of tea. Yeah. Some people don't like it when you, you fail and it's a lot of things that dies. Yeah. It can make a person stop playing the game. So, and and, and uh, I, on the other hand, I I like the risk having it the, those days that it actually goes to catastrophe because some of the days I have where everything goes good. It uh, creates memories at least. It creates memories in a different way when you have a match, even a match where you lost. I remember when, it, when a match that I lost horribly. Uh, I remember it like yesterday. So even if it's a bad memory, it makes memories. Yeah, we we had a game. I don't remember who it was against where I played Kasrak One Eye with the uh, ambushers, gores, and everything. Yeah, and you put a spell on my block of bestigors, like my hammer unit, and everyone except one character died. Yeah, turn two. Yeah, that that's uh, a bit bad. What, was it against is... Skaven? Yeah, it was against Skaven. Yeah, I think, yeah, yep. it yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. 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 Since yeah. since he survived, they didn't turn into rats. Yeah. Yeah, so it was Skaven. Yeah, that was a rough one. So it was against my own army as well. Yeah. But if we take a look at like the the last post- podcast we did, we did get a question since the last time, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, before mentioning the question in in particular. Uh, we would really like people to send in their thoughts, ideas, and future questions for us to answer. Mm. Please write them in the comments below and we'll have a go at them. Yeah. Uh, I did prepare 
some questions for you guys. Uh, the question in, in uh, particular was, uh, how do you feel about the upcoming tournament Dallas Laget, uh, the winter edition? Yeah, it's in the 9th and 10th of, of March. March. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Andre, uh, have you? What is the smartest thing that you are bringing to the tournament? The smartest thing I'm bringing to the tournament, yeah, uh, my friends. Right. My <laughs> friends. <laughs> I, was, I was telling you probably my friends uh, because it's now uh, the biggest. I'm gonna play Lizardman, uh, and I think that Tato Echo is a great unit. I, I think it's a great unit. I haven't played him so much, but he, he can do some shenanigans with Vanguard, and he also have a, a re-roll on the comment of Casadora. So that's the thing I look forward to play with, I guess. Um, and um, yeah, generally looking forward, just having fun because it's always fun. Even if uh, I lose or win, it's fun playing uh, a dollar slogan. I think your your magic phase is, is the absolute strongest part of your list. It's yeah. uh, very well done. Well, I did just say I like magic phase. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. do like the magic phase. <laughs> yeah. I have so many armies that are heavy into magic. So <coughs> it's it's no exception this time. Yeah, uh, Mons. Uh, what are you gonna do to bring home the bacon? <laughs> yeah. The first position that you're aiming for every time. Yeah. What is your special tactic for this? Year? My, my special tactic. Yeah, well, I placed third the the last two tournaments, so I'm thinking about giving us all of the stomach flu. So okay. can't, <laughs> <laughs> uh, because both of the times I've, I've come third, he has come first. Uh, yeah. So we've shared the, the podium here twice. Uh, but I think what I need to do to, to take it to the next step is probably playtest a bit more. Uh, I only had like five games last time and maybe six or seven the time before that. So maybe start playtesting a bit earlier and, and adjust the, the, armies, the army list as, as we go. But I really want to take it home because if the old world is really, really good, this might be the last tournament of eight. If the, the old world is really good. So I have to end it on a good note, I feel. Okay. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Martin, you mentioned that you had a special ID for the upcoming Dallas Laget. Would you tell us about it? In regards of... Um, yeah, like what, what you want the... out of the event. Yeah, my, my plan is to... I have um, announced that I'm going, but uh, I have left my spot open for someone. If If the spots are not filled, I will play, but if there's an abundance of player, I will uh, take a step back and try to moderate the stream and uh, try to interview a few people and make make some content and basically just be there to enjoy the tournament. Yeah, but it can be nice to like get some more time in between. Absolutely. it's really hectic when you get into the gaming. It is hectic. There's a few moments between the, the games and I, I'm sort of looking forward to not playing this year or the next tournament just to be able to document stuff. I think yeah. I had three pictures from the last tournament yeah. and I want to I want to be more in the moment and meet people so um if all goes right I will probably moderate the live stream. That's you might cool. be our commentator. I or... might be, <laughs> but I'm hoping for someone with more knowledgeable reputation of the rules. Maybe a to, co-host? At least co-host, co-host yeah. yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm going to make shit up on the spot. <laughs> oh, you can't do that. <laughs> That's legal. Zero twenty to to us all. <laughs> as soon as the game starts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, too ugly. <laughs> no, but uh, I have done a list that I will play test with Skaven, just for the fun of it, to bring something, a new army. Yeah. I don't want to play the same army twice or at least three times, but I know that's the way to learn, but I'm not there to win like Mons. Okay. Uh, from right <laughs> to left then, uh, which army do you think is going to pick it home? Like, not, not like the player, which army do you think is the strongest going out of eight? Oh, that's difficult, but I think there was a lot of Dark Elves last time, and, and Dark Elves definitely have the, the potential to, to take it home. So, so I'm yeah. probably gonna say uh, Dark Elves. S tier Dark Elves. Yeah. Martin. Uh, I want to say Warriors of Chaos. Warriors of Chaos. Oh. Yeah, strong choice. Andre. Lizard Man is gonna take it home. <laughs> no. Oh yeah, I, I figured that one of you guys had to mention your own army. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just gonna use uh, Lore of Shadow, <laughs> the initiative test. What is called the Doom something? 
Pit of Shades. Pit of Shades. Yeah. You have like initiative one, two. Two. <laughs> but the, yeah, it's what, be what, over. <laughs> I, I can at least say that uh, I don't think that ogres or dwarves are gonna take it home. They're too. Ogres could. Too specialized. I, I don't Og- think ogres, o- ogres can win. Ogres could, but I'm, I'm, I don't think so. Ogres can. The Death Star ogres is. Death, like. Yeah, but I I feel the the movement of dwarves is so pan. It's such a big yeah. penalty playing with so low movement. Since three of the games are objective based, yeah. when, when you need play the an, movement. Yeah, when 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 we play uh, objective based scenarios and you have an army that has movement zero. <laughs> it's a nightmare. I I I don't envy the dwarf players. Uh, it must be hard. Lord of Shadows, you can lower the movement by D three. Yeah. <laughs> Go from three to one. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> I think it's a minimum of one. It's <laughs> march so <or> disgusting. <laughs> I want to march too. <laughs> yeah. so you never get middle in, in six. No, 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 no. Uh, but. Uh, Thank you all out there for watching. Yeah. I have a special thank to Starleaf81 who sent the question regarding yeah. uh, Dalaslaget. Thank you, thank you. So, yeah. Yeah. And uh, we'll catch you all in a future podcast. Yeah. Bye.